0: must be docile to the Holy Spirit to lead us. When we open our hearts to the Holy Spirit, we can see Christ, hear Christ, and open the door of our hearts to Christ. It is in this opening that allows us for the encounter with Christ. Truly authentic encounters with Christ not only change us to be more like Christ, but filled with the Holy Spirit, we are sent out into the world to bring them to Christ. Thus, encounter leads to evangelization. So I want you all to close your eyes. And I'm going to set this up as you close your eyes. I want you to take a moment to think about this past week. Remember last week, as we started our Lenten homily series, I asked you to do some homework. And that homework was to um, think about when you've had, or as you have an encounter with Christ. So remember that encounter with Christ. It doesn't mean that um, it happened necessarily in a church. It could have been in moments of love, hope, strength, beauty, forgiveness, friendship. It can also, of course, be while you're praying, reading the scriptures. It could be during mass or in a variety of other spiritual situations. But take a moment to think about when you might have encountered God this past week. When you experience something of his presence and purpose. When did you encounter him? What was going on during that? Was it expected or not expected? And how did the encounter affect you? So take a moment. When did you encounter the God this week? How did it affect you? Okay, everybody open your eyes. Go ahead and stand up. And again, I want to set this up for you, and then I'll say go. Did everyone have some sort of memory of an encounter with something of God's presence in your life this past week? Now what I want you to do in a moment is turn to someone around you and tell them about the encounter that you had with Jesus, and then let them tell you about their encounter, and then share with one another how it affected you. I don't want that to necessarily, I mean if it has to be that's fine, but try to not uh, do this with a spouse or a child next to you, but somebody else around you who maybe you don't know that well. It's free to get out of your pews, and I'm doing this for a purpose, so go ahead and do that now. Okay everyone, let's uh, go ahead and sit down. So judging by the conversation, we probably could have gone in for another 10 minutes, right? Let me ask this question, though. Was it hard or uncomfortable or awkward uh, telling somebody about your encounter with Jesus just now? Show of hands. Just a few, okay. And that's, that's fine. And uh, was it easy to tell somebody about your encounter with Christ? Beautiful. Excellent. What made it hard or what made it easy? How was it different from sharing about a super awesome movie that you've seen recently or a great place to eat? It is one thing to have an encounter It is another to see value in it and permit it to affect us and it's still another to share it yet this is the cycle Of the Christian life. We were made for encounter with Christ, to then let the encounter shape and form us, then to allow the Holy Spirit to send us out to others to share the encounter, and not to some far-off missionary land, and not to share doctrine and dogma and to teach necessarily in a catechetical way, but to family and to friends, to neighbors, and to classmates, to acquaintances and co-workers. This is how the faith is grown, both in us and in others. The faith doesn't just grow by us sitting in a classroom or at church on Sunday and being taught what to believe. It really actually grows most by us encountering the person of our religion, and that's Jesus Christ. And then sharing Jesus with others. And not only does then the person grow by that sharing, but we grow by the telling of that encounter. This is God's design for the church. This is what church looks like. And not just in this little exercise where maybe we went out of our comfort zone and spoke to somebody that we didn't necessarily know. What you just did needs to go on throughout our life outside of these walls. That's church. Now, with this in mind, I want us to take a look again at today's gospel and let's see some things that perhaps we've never seen are never considered in this all-too-familiar gospel passage about Jesus' transfiguration on the mountain. I want to take it section by section, so let's just jump in. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on a mountain. There, he shows them something of his divinity. Literally, he glows with the light of his divinity. Then something happens, which is key to understanding the nature and the purpose of encountering Christ. Luke tells us that Elijah and Moses can't come to converse with Jesus before his exodus. Do you ever wonder what that means? Elijah and Moses, like why them, and why there, and why in that way? This is huge. Remember, Elijah was considered by the Jews to be the greatest of the prophets. So he represents the prophets. And Moses was the lawgiver among the Jews. And not just giving them laws and commandments, but he literally, God through Moses, sets up Jewish society. How they are to live and identify as a people. And so he represents the law. And then remember, in another place in Luke's Gospel, Jesus says, do you think that I came to abolish the law and the prophets? I did not come to abolish them. I came to fulfill them. He also says, in another place, about the law and the prophets, he says that the law and the prophets sum up all of the Jewish Testament, what we call the Old Testament. So the prophets and the law were the summation of the entire Old Testament Of what went before Jesus. In other words, they were the groundwork for God becoming man, for humanity to encounter the Messiah. So Luke then is helping us to understand that God uses all that goes before us to prepare us for an encounter with His Son. He has been preparing us across the centuries, And across each one of our lives no matter our age to encounter his son he will use all of our defeats and triumphs all of our fears and dreams all of our disillusionments and accomplishments all of our hurts and healings likewise god will use our baptism and confirmation he'll use our catholic education us attending mass for so many years He'll use our prayers and devotions, all of our traditions, and what is normal and familiar to us. He'll use all of these things and more to prepare us for an encounter with Christ. But, but, the encounter will be like nothing other that has come before us. The encounter will be more, so much more. And we see that in Elijah and in Moses appearing, all that had come before God. And yet then when Jesus comes on the scene, he is the fulfillment of them, and yet he is so much more than them. This is where we can get stopped. Just like Peter. So let's get into that. Notice what Peter does here in Luke's Gospel. He wants to remain with what is familiar, with what he grew up with, with what was known by him and comfortable. And he wanted to remain on the mountaintop. Peter suggests, in fact, that they build three tents, one for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Why? Because at some conscious or subconscious level, he wanted to be able to contain them, to keep them right there, according to what was always relatable to him and understandable for him. But God had other ideas for Peter, James, and John, and he has other ideas for us. Look at what happens next. God sends a great cloud to overcast them all. This is called in Hebrew, the Shekinah, the glory cloud, which is all over the Old Testament. And it was a manifestation of the presence of God, and that specifically the Holy Spirit overshadowing them. so for instance, in the Old Testament Moses, when he 's up on Mount Sinai, the Shekinah comes upon him. when he is um, traveling with the people in the desert to the promised land, there was always one tent, this is where Peter gets us from by the way, there's always one tent that was called the tabernacle and It was a tent of the meeting. And whenever Moses went into the tent where the Ark of the Covenant was, then the glory cloud overshadowed him, and all the Jews knew that the presence of God was there. The glory cloud was called the Shekinah. Or, in the New Testament, in Luke's Gospel, just a few passages before, a few chapters before this, we see it again and we hear the language. And the Holy Spirit came upon her and overshadowed her at the moment of the conception of Jesus. And the Greek word for overshadow or overcast is episkiazin. And it's the same word that the Hebrew gets translated into in Greek in the Old Testament when the glory cloud episkiazins the tabernacle, the meeting tent. It is in the thick of this cloud of the Holy Spirit, this fog, that, and in the, only in the midst of this, that Peter, James, and John hear a voice say to them, this is my chosen son. Listen to him. We are Peter, James, and John today. We are Christ's disciples here and now. God wants us to have an encounter with His Son, Jesus Christ. God wants this encounter, then, to be life-changing. And He wants to use everything that has gone before us in our lives to prepare us for this encounter with His Son. He wants to use All the ups and downs of our lives, all the hurts and healings. He also wants to use all of our religious upbringing, all of our traditions that we've known as individuals and throughout our years here at St. Francis as parishioners. All what is familiar and comfortable to us as followers, he wants to use. However, God wants to use them in order to take us beyond them. Remember, he says, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets. I came to fulfill them. I came to bring them to where they were always meant to be brought. The problem? We, like Peter in today's gospel reading, fear continuing the journey beyond what we know. We want to contain the workings of God to the stuff that we have known from our past confine it to what we've seen and can understand and to what we can accept and not accept. Still, God calls us to enter into the cloud of unknowing, to venture into the cloud of the Holy Spirit, the fog where we can't see and we don't know where to go, precisely so that we can truly, finally hear His voice and know His Son, Jesus, the Messiah, as our Savior. In this place, we can truly and finally then also listen to Him. Here is where we make the choice, like Peter, to trust in Jesus. And exactly because God won't allow us to remain with what has been familiar to us, but calls us beyond them to the fulfillment of what they were always meant to lead us to. All that has been given to us in our traditions and personal histories is what will lead us to the mountaintop, will help us walk up the mountain with Jesus, but we are not to remain on the mountain. Why? Because, like Peter, James, and John, if you read on in the Gospel or you read in Matthew, they are to be sent Down from the mountaintop experiences into the valleys of this world that is into the lives of other people so that they can share not just what they've been taught and we can share not just what we've been taught our religion but we can share more so much more we can share the person of our religion of our faith the one we have encountered and so encounter Moves to evangelization. You see, this is what Jesus is trying and telling us is going to have to happen with each of us and to our parish as a whole. We can't remain with what we've known across our lives over the decades of our lives as individuals or as a parish. We can't keep doing what we've done just because this is always the way that it has been done. Because it is familiar and comfortable to us. All that has gone before us, all the ups and downs, all the traditions, God wants to use to lead each of us to truly and finally and fully encounter His Son, Jesus Christ. To truly and finally listen to Him. God is calling us not to be afraid... Of the Holy Spirit. Of the unknown. And the unfamiliar. He's calling us to learn to trust him. And allow Christ and his Holy Spirit. To send us out into the lives of other people. This is what our lives. And this parish is supposed to look like. And live like. From encounter. To evangelization. Listen. Listen very closely to what Jesus is trying to teach us. Hear from his own life and the lives of his apostles on that mountaintop. This parish is growing. We have grown both in quality of our faith and also in quantity. The number of people joining our parish and getting involved in their faith formation. However, however, if we want to continue to see our parish grow, and what individual wouldn't want that, and what parish wouldn't want that? And if we, I mean, really grow, grow in a whole lot more people attending here, and each of us growing in our relationship with Christ, which is what parish life is supposed to look like and live like, then this must be our way. This transfiguration experience, of not just Jesus being transfigured, but us being transfigured, must be our way. We must be willing to move beyond what we as individuals in a parish have known, and what is comfortable for us from our past. If we can allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us, and not only will we encounter Christ in new and different and full ways, complete ways, through a variety of mountaintop experiences where we find ourselves growing in Christ. But we will also then allow the Spirit to send us out to share our faith with other people, like we just did in this little exercise, but outside of these walls. It is only going to be through the cycle of encounter and evangelization, That we as individuals, as single persons, as married, as divorced, as families, as a school, as a parish, will fulfill our roles as disciples and our mission that Christ has given to each of us and to this parish. The good news, and I've just given the good news, but the more good news, is God is providing a multitude of opportunities for us to have mountaintop experiences right here in our own parish at St. Francis de Sales, such as through Alpha, men's and women's and couples' discipleship groups, young adult and youth ministry, Eucharistic adoration, retreats, conferences, speaker series, prayer groups, and days of prayer. All of them, all of them chosen and set up for encounter and from encounter to evangelization. Like, Like at Mass, God is calling us to radical hospitality, to warmly welcome people who are being called by the Holy Spirit to come check us out because they're hearing about what is happening here. What are we doing with them? Are we ignoring them? Are we not going up to encounter them, to welcome them? You know, traditionally, Catholic churches have three or four or five greeters or ushers in the back of the church. The new evangelization is that we're all greeters. We're all ushers ushering the people that the Holy Spirit brings in. God is calling us to, to invite family and friends to join us in all the many ways that they can grow in faith with us. One such occasion to grow closer to Christ and learn to share Christ during this Lenten season will happen starting this evening at 7 p.m. And then go to Monday and Tuesday evenings. It's our parish mission. We'll have our parish mission from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. each of these three evenings. Three missionaries who are longtime friends of mine, who I've known for several years, and who are such awesome men of God and powerful and engaging speakers will come here to us and teach us how to become not more like Christ, but to, to become Christ. To become Christ for others. Then, this Wednesday at 7 p.m., we will have our Lenten reconciliation service with several priests to hear confessions, a Eucharistic adoration holy hour, worship and praise music, and prayer teams around our church to pray with people. Want more. Want more of God. We were made for more. And like the first disciples, don't get stopped with what's familiar and known and comfortable, but like Peter, James, and John, allow the mystery of the Holy Spirit to episkize in you, to overshadow you like a glory cloud, so that you can truly and finally and fully listen to the voice of God, using everything that has gone before you, not negating that, but allowing it to lead to what it was supposed to lead, called by God to encounter His Son, Jesus Christ. And then to be sent out from this place into the lives of other people. From encounter to evangelization. This is the Christian life. Here's a brief video about our parish mission, which starts this evening at 7 p.m. So that's your homework today. And I'm giving you permission during Mass, during the offertory, when we're singing the offertory, take out your phone and text five people. Now, if you don't text or you don't feel comfortable doing that now, uh, then at the end of the Mass, um, you can call people or you can email people or however you're going to do that, but five people and invite them. And of course, come yourself. Don't invite them and not show up, right? (laughs) This is going to be a parish mission like no other. Let's not miss the opportunity.